What's going on, Grandstand Groupies? A little late to the party, but we're still here. We're going to be reviewing the rough, the roof, the whatever, 500 from Phoenix. Cautions. We'll be talking a little bit of news from last week, too, from Kyle Bush being a little bitch ass. Also, we'll be pre uh, previewing the quick the quick trip honors folds whatever 400 in atlanta speedway motors you got my money last year you're not getting it this year but where you got that and much more on this episode of the grandstand boys Hey y'all and welcome back to episode six of the Grandstand Boys. I'm Lincoln Bake with B-Rad. We have a lot to talk about, or do we? Snoozer. <laughs> uh, up first, we've got some NASCAR news. A little update on the Bowman-Kyle Busch argument. I don't know. Kyle Busch and his comments in his mouth. He was salty. He yes, likes them salted uh, M&Ms. <laughs> uh, so basically, Kyle reached out to Alex and just told him, hey, it was nothing personal, just the race, which, I mean, he he had a great race until that last caution uh, by Eric Jones. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Bowman was selling shirts that read all luck, no skill, and backing into wins and donating 18% of the proceeds to animal shelters. And then Kyle Bush ended up putting some of his merchandise on sale 48% off. Uh, see, Bowman should have made a shirt with a corgi butt that says, back that ass up. You know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that would have been a good shirt to sell. People uh, do love corgi butts. Yeah, I mean, it probably would have sold in the corgi community. But, uh, I mean, Kyle Bush, yeah, it's not personal. But one of these days, back in the good old days, it's not personal. He still gets his jaw jacked. You know what I'm saying? One of these days, somebody just needs to whip his ass. I mean, I, I'm all for him being Kyle and running his mouth. He's he's a great heel. He makes it exciting to watch, but he just needs a good ass whooping. One one of these days, he just needs one good ass whooping. Jimmy Spencer did it to his brother Kurt. It's about time Kyle got a good ass whooping. That's just that's just my opinion. Come from the cheap seats, of course. The question is, who would do it? Oh, who would do it? Um, <laughs> Ricky Stenhouse could do it. He's short, but he's a he's a he's a gym rat. <laughs> Um, I think Small I don't think it ever happened. I, I mean, Denny Hamlin, he's got a little bit of meth in his eyes. You know what I'm saying? You can you can look at him. He's like, I'm not saying he does it, but he's got a little <laughs> crazy meth eye going on. He's probably got a little crazy in him. Um, he's got some crazy eyes. Yeah, no Chase Elliott. None of those guys are. They're just too pretty boy at Hendrix. Um, maybe Brad Keselowski back in his prime, but he's got a little chunky in the days as he's gotten older. <laughs> Ryan Blaney, maybe. But I don't know. Nah. I mean, these guys are just so teeny tiny. You know, like Tyler Reddick. I mean, if he tried to punch Kyle in the face, he'd hit him in the dick. He's so short. So They literally look like children out there. Hey, it makes it good for ballast to move around in the race car. More weight Which, to be. as a girl who's the same age as them, they're going to age phenomenally. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm awful. Like I said, I don't, I mean, obviously <laughs> you're going to make fun of short guys, but I mean, they are very talented, but it's just funny. Like, you know, like, I just can't think of, um, I mean, hmm, Kevin Harvick would do it. Kevin Harvick's a mean mug. Yeah. But he's getting old. He's getting old too. He's one of them guys that's like he's when those guys get told it's like I'm too uh too old to fight and too fat to run. I'll just shoot your ass. That's what they say. <laughs> oh probably, Lord. A, yeah. That's that's an old 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 timey saying. 
and then right before the race, Clip Boyer's Twitter got hacked. And someone really wanted to give out PS5s. I mean, poor Clint Boyer. Not to be mean, but when your password is one, two, three, four, Boyer. I mean, it has to be the easiest password on this planet. Just because he's being, I mean, he's so scatterbrained. He ain't remember no password that has exclamation points and question marks. It's like one, two, three, four, Boyer. Has to be something like that. I mean, it's bottom line. Do you not agree? Oh, yeah. Had to have been easy. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have the most, I mean, like, I bet he gets pissed every three months and with his Fox email that, you know, at work, he has to change his password. He's like, son of a bitch. It's <laughs> one, two, three, four, Boyer. Now it's two, three, four, five, Boyer. And then it's, you know, he just keeps bumping the number up every, you know. That's me every 90 days at work. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Ruoff, Roof, Rough, something mortgage 500. <laughs> 312 laps at Phoenix. It was oh, boring. It, it was boring. Um, it did sell out. It was the second sold out race uh, this year besides Daytona. I'm also, it's, it is skip. This is just suspicious. Not saying it's true, but this, the NASCAR company owns two of the four tracks that they've ran at this year. The two were Daytona and Phoenix. Just saying. I mean, and did just, we see just, empty seats? Yes. Yes, yes we, did. we did. It's just suspicious. So we're not saying that it happened or it didn't happen. I mean, maybe maybe NASCAR bought the rest of the tickets from themselves. <laughs> they reinvested. But I, I'm saying it's suspicious. suspicious because that track, you can't pass. They couldn't pass anybody. They put the the PJ1 or the whatever that crap up in the turn, the glue, to try to make it more grip. Ain't nobody passing nobody. Now, the restarts are exciting. Um, My one big note of the race, most exciting thing, restarts. <laughs> yeah, but it's they, real I mean, fun seeing in, them all dive down. Back and, in the good old days at Phoenix, that well, for one, that wasn't start finish line, and two, that used to be grass. But anyway, the track had grass on it. Yeah, it used to have grass right there in that area, and the the start and stop oh, line used to be okay. on the, the straightaway. They moved this. I bet that's gotcha. a terrible place to watch a race because, like. The way the seats are, or the way the grandstands are, you know, it just looks, I don't know, though. Obviously, never been there. They kept, like, when they scanned the seats all the way to the left. Is that where the start finish was, too? No, the start finish line was all on the, the one straightaway, right in the middle of the straightaway. They reset oh. everything. But let's it just doesn't take really it make in. Sense. Let's just take it in for a minute that our championship race is going to be held at this track. This is a terrible option. I mean, obviously, once again, I know NASCAR wants to own the track that they run the championship at, but they they have so many good options. Hell, running at Daytona, I know a lot of the 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 people that work in the industry will say, "Oh, that's not a good race to do it because it's Richter Stricter plate and it's so, you know, it's not." But I mean, it's it's going to produce a better, more exciting race for the fans at Daytona. Run it at Martinsville, another one that would be great. Now it'd be a little cold mm -hmm. that time of year. I understand why they wouldn't want to do that. Hell, they can take it back to Homestead. Homestead still produces good racing. You can pass there. This track sucks. Has for a long time. I mean, the new car didn't – I mean, like, I know they're having issues driving it, and they've made it very exciting. I mean, this new car is still um, producing good things on the track, but this track is just not condu conductive, condu whatever, of producing good racing, just not. Yeah. Um, I mean, not much happened. We had uh, Blaney won the pole position. Um, Larson, Burton, and Stenhouse were sent to the back. 
for unapproved adjustments and Stenhouse for the new engine. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't help him much. Not really. <laughs> um, we had a few minor cautions. Uh, Corey LaJoy. I watched the video and I literally, I don't think Twitter, I don't think NASCAR even knows what happens. I don't know if the wheel came off first or he hit the wall and then the wheel just disintegrated and all I the mean, pieces I, fell apart. The only way we're going to for sure find out is if, if they didn't tighten the nut is if his crew chief gets suspended, which I haven't seen or heard anything. It's still obviously yeah. very early in the week. It's Monday, but. Yeah. Uh, lap 118, Christopher Bell. I mm. believe he spun. Yeah, and that's that was the start of the downfall of my fantasy team. Then who wrecked ah, next? Martin Truex. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. cut his right front yep. tire, goes into the wall. Day done. So I had um, I had Bell, Truex, Larson. You did, and uh, <laughs> I had Briscoe, Chastain, and Harvick. <laughs> you want to talk about a blind squirrel plays with his nuts every once in a while? I have you. no idea what I'm doing, but by golly, I lucked out on my picks. <laughs> I mean, it, you at least you need to act like what you're doing, you know, act like you've been there. Before. No, no, I call it luck, beginner's luck. Uh, Eric Jones spun out lap 285. I don't think, I think he just got loose. Mm -hmm. And then the last one was Chase Elliott with 10 laps to go. Yeah, he was pushing pretty hard, I think, trying to make some moves because you couldn't pass so it's either you drive to the point where you wreck yep. or you just ride around because nobody's gonna pass nobody yep um our stage one winner was william byron stage two winner was ryan blaney and then we have our top 10 which is chase briscoe with the win Ross Chastain, number two, Tyler Reddick, three, Ryan Blaney, four, Kurt Busch, five, Kevin Harvick, six, Kyle Busch, seven, Joey Logano, eight, Daniel Suarez, nine, and Chris Busher, ten. Bouchard. Yeah, those last names are hard to type. That's, it's Busher. I was just kidding. Oh, is it? <laughs> I don't know if you spelled it right, but it is definitely Chris Busher. What is one thing you uh, well, notice about this this top ten that's not there? There are no Hendrick drivers in the top ten. Mm, first time all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hendrick Chase won Elliott. two of the first three races, and then yeah. the fourth one came along. They stunk. Chase yeah. ran pretty well all day. He really did, but like you said, it's hard to pass. And then hard to pass. Crucial cautions, and then what can you do? Mm -hmm. um, Chase Elliott finished eleventh. Bowman fourteenth. Byron eighteenth, and then. Kyle was what thirty fourth? Yeah. Fourth. I mean, you got to give you got to give a shout out to Kurt Busch for sure. I mean, that's his you know fourth race with the twenty three eleven racing new team. Um, I mean, everybody knows Kurt Busch. You can pop him in anything; he's going to be competitive. But uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a great finish for that team. A lot of get some momentum rolling. Um, also, Trackhouse guys have been very, very um, uh, impressive this year. Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. Yep. Two guys that, I mean, Daniel Suarez is getting a second chance at life kind of thing in the NASCAR side. Ross Chastain, you know, he's pretty much a common man. So, I mean, comes from a watermelon farm and's had, you know, a rough, a tough road to hoe, no pun intended, being a watermelon farmer to uh, to get where he is. But I'm happy to see it. Um, Chase Briscoe, good win, good first win. What's 200th? 
Oh yeah, different. he is the 200th Cup Series winner in NASCAR history. I mean, so good for him. I'm happy for him, but he's about as interesting as a piece of paper. Let's be honest. He was also a lot bigger, tall, around, and around than I thought he was. <laughs> I mean, I I love his story, and I love that he's you know a good Christian man. I mean, that's yeah, what, that's what that's love what you that. want. But his personality is kind of bad. From like Hotel Transylvania, blah, 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 blah. You know. <laughs> you watch a movie one time. <laughs> yeah, and then you quote it. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, another fun fact. Kevin Harvick is now tied with Richard Petty and Dell Earnhardt for the most consecutive top tens at a single track. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I mean, that's all. I mean, what else? What else you got to say, right? I mean, <laughs> back Congrats. in the days of Petty and Earnhardt, the competition was not as good as it is now. So maybe Very it's a little true. more impressive that Harvick's done it, but yeah, I would say so. But this is my third year watching NASCAR, so <laughs> what? What do I know? <laughs> oh, that's all I have for the race recap. Can you think of anything? Mm, oh, how bad Fox is at hosting a NASCAR race! Please, oh. for the love of God. It's terrible. I don't want to hear about no damn IndyCar racing. It was just Indy this, Indy that. Okay, well, we get back it. in IndyCar, who gives a we fuck get it. about IndyCar? Not a NASCAR fan. Bottom the line. only reason we've even watched is because Jimmy went to Indy, and he stinks. He stinks. <laughs> He's really not that good. <laughs> no, I mean obviously there's a big learning curve there. I hear, from, and uh, I mean oh, everybody's going to church him up too because he is a seven-time NASCAR champion. Yeah. In his later days in his career, but he's, I mean, from a fan's perspective, which that's where we come from here, yeah. we're not politically correct. We don't give a damn. He stinks. <laughs> he stinks at IndyCar. Give him some time. Hey, they're about to go to an oval track. Maybe he just stinks at road courses, which he never really did good in road courses in NASCAR, too. And there's so many yeah. buttons on the steering wheel. I, I mean, I feel like most people wouldn't be very good at it. <laughs> Unless he's trying to change radio station, you know. Yeah. But no, so, it's just awful. I seen that stupid clip with Bob Pockers, bless Bob Pockers' heart. He's like one of the best like reporters and you know, he's like he knows every rule, he knows the rule book front ways, back ways, sideways. He knows everything. You ask a question, he knows. But the thing that he did with Michael Waltrip on the pre-race was awful. I mean, awful. Uh, just about as bad as last week when they had Two random people in helmets that had a nine and a five on it. Yes. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping to God that Fox don't renew when it comes all, up. When, yeah. All I see on Twitter is I think I need to stop watching the pre-race show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand. I hate awkward. it. I, it's, yeah. It's terrible. Now, I do enjoy the Xfinity races when they have people. Like this week, and it's a little harder when they have Daniel Suarez in there because I'm just being honest. It's I don't really can't really understand him that well. Bottom line, I mean, I ain't trying to be mean, just shooting it straight. But when they have people like Joe Logano and Ryan Blaney in there, which Ryan Blaney's been in there, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's good. Mike Joy's getting towards the end of his career too. You can tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, Clint Boyer. I guess he wasn't as bad this week. They yeah. re they they brought him in a little bit. Next week we have Jeff Gordon in the booth, which. <laughs> I mean, I like Jeff Gordon. If you could right there, I mean, I have a, a couple of his diecast, right? 
he wasn't very good in the booth either. No, I mean they're so... trying to get what they're trying to get what NBC has. <laughs> NBC, excuse me, but they're just. Uh, I think I, Clint I mean, Boyer has it. He has the personality, but I do think he is a bit extra because he kind of makes up for having two co-hosts that you know really. I mean, they have the person to put off back each in other the booth. and stuff. They have the person to put back in the booth. He won't go back. They need to put Larry McReynolds back in the booth. Uh, America's crew right, chief. They need. They need to call him right the now. He chief. he's just doing like little snippets of like, hey, here's some race facts or something like during the race. What is his like role right the now? Because he is still kind of doing it. Um, yeah, but he's yeah. but he's he's uh he used to travel around <clears throat> after every track, but now they keep him at Charlotte in the home studio. Okay. Okay. So he can work remote because they can just shoot to a camera that's like, you know, kind of like what yeah. we're doing. And you yeah. know, put him on TV. But he needs to be in the booth. <clears throat> I mean he's good. He's good. I <laughs> enjoy listening to him i feel smarter listening to him <laughs> yeah i mean and he brings it down to where a fan can understand it clint or boyer brings it down a little nascar clint boyer brings it down to where a 12 year old can understand it that was great analogy because that's true <laughs> i mean i'm not trying to be mean we're just calling it like we see it you, from a fan's for, point of view yeah for me like new i don't understand all these terms and stuff so yeah when larry McReynolds breaks it down some i'm like oh, okay that makes sense i understand this now but I guess we'll just see how next week goes. Each, I mean, just look at it this way: each week we get closer to NBC taking over. <laughs> and then I mean, Dylan bottom line. Back. And each week we get closer yeah. to the six races we get to go to. So, yes, yes, can't wait for April. <laughs> <laughs> back to back in April. Back to back. Dirt yes, people, we will be going to Bristol and Talladega. Who knows? I mean, we should film some stuff and. Put do you it. know how to do it? Because I don't know how to do it. I'm sure I can figure it out. It, should, okay. it can't be that hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Race pre preview for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. Mm -hmm. In Atlanta, it is 325 laps. Now, they just did a big remodel upgrade to Repave. Atlanta. Repave to Atlanta. Which is very controversial. Yes. Within the community of inside the drivers and some fans, which I I know, I mean, Texas is awful. Like, Texas mm -hmm. is one of the worst tracks they go to. And they kind of did the same thing there. They narrowed it up. And you can't pass. I mean, that's why they lost. That's why they lost the date. It was because just, it's just awful. They Speedway Motors, I mean, near and dear to my heart. Screwed up Bristol Motor Speedway when they took got rid of the 36-degree banking and did all this progressive banking where it's steeper on the top and not as steep at the bottom. And they took away good racing there. Look what they're doing now. They're putting freaking dirt on the track trying to save it. I mean, it's just terrible. So I am nervous because <clears throat> I understand that every track needs to get a repave, needs to get a refresh for safety reasons and all this other jazz. And it might have been time for Atlanta to do that. But to reconfigure it too, I mean, Atlanta had some opportunities to be some stinkers. I mean, we went last year to this race, and it was a pretty big stinker. I mean, well, not really. Blaney did catch Harvick at the end to pass him to win. It was like that was exciting. <laughs> but at the same time, I was in the tank by then because there was no cautions. I was just sitting there with nothing to do, you know. But I got a little, a little hot. 
Yeah. Got a little tired. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, I'm scared, but I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Like, I want yeah. it to be, I want it to be better than what I think it's going to be. Yeah. Because they redid the degree of the banking from 24 to 28. They're going to be going fast now. Yeah. And then the racing surface in turns is narrowed from 50 feet to 44. So they're trying to... um, I'm trying to think of the word. Produce wrecks, let's be honest. Because NASCAR knows... The drivers don't like it. The teams don't like it. But NASCAR knows and the fans knows that wrecks and people getting mad at each other puts asses in the seats. Bottom line, puts asses in the seats. That's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to manufacture excitement. That's what I was looking for. They're trying to manufacture excitement. Yes. Uh, Kyle Larson did an interview and he kind of just said, you know, I wish they'd get a driver's perspective. Um, He's driven and raced a hundred different racetracks. And so he has a better understanding of what really makes good racing. And then he says, and I quote, but fans like crashes and a 40 foot wide surface is going to keep us tight together. So maybe that's going to accomplish the good racing that we think it is. Well, I mean, obviously you want to take some of the drivers in consideration, but they took the drivers in consideration. They did Bristol too. And they royally fucked Bristol up. I mean, screwed it up. Yeah, I don't know if there's still any different. It's one of those things, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And when they fixed it, it stunk. I mean, obviously, I've been, I haven't missed a race there since I was six years old. That's Bush, Cup, Xfinity, truck, whatever you want to call it. Hadn't missed a race since I was six. And yeah, I was there for the Rattles Cage race. I was there for Checkers to Wreckers the year before. I was there when Tony Stewart threw his hand. I mean, I haven't missed a race since then. I mean, since I was six, right? And the racing was good. And then they redid it, and then racing was awful. And they had to try to fix it. They've tried every which way. They've grinded the top lane down. They've put that resin down. It's helped some, but it has never brought back the really, really good racing. And that's, they took drivers in consideration there. And it really hurt. So, I mean, obviously I want to take the drivers in consideration on some things, but not everything. I mean, I want, I want it to be difficult to, to difficult for them to race. I don't care if they, if they wreck a bunch. I don't like people in the industry hate that, but the fans love it. Yeah. I mean, there's a fine line. You don't want, you don't want 25 cautions because of wreck. No. But you also don't want three cautions that are only for stages. Because yeah. they only we, they that's that's the real that's really why they put the stages in there too. Let's be honest, is the manufacturer cautions for places where they didn't have them. Yeah, and we've said previously, like we love to see a wreck. We don't really love to see a wreck. We love to see good racing, and if a wreck results of good racing, it's a good anyway. Race. Look at a wreck's exciting. I don't care well, yeah. if it's Cody where it's in the back or Kyle Larson in the front. A good wreck's exciting. Bottom line. Yeah. But even just passing, I think that is what made Phoenix literally so boring is there was no passing. It was just, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, I mean, go. I want to see somewhere where, especially short track, but Lanny don't do that. But I want to see where it takes some skill to pass, but it can be done. Not where, even if all the skilled drivers in the world can be done. Yeah. Well, I don't like... This metallic numbers. I'm just going to throw it out there. I hate the metallic numbers. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I like them, but it's like, it's too much too soon. You know, I like, think it e- makes them hard to it. read. Ease, ease me into it. 
You've already moved the number. Let's not make them invisible looking. I don't know. I mean, I, let's talk about real quick before we get off here how they need to fix how they do the running order on the TV screen. I'm getting sick and damn tired of it taking up the whole left side of the TV screen where it gives you the running order. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want them to bring back the ticker at the top. Make it a double-layer ticker, keep the top five on it, and then ticker six through 40 or six through 38 because they can't get full field now. Does NBC do that? I, they change it every year. Like, it's not it's not consistent. Yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't remember. But the way Fox does it right now, I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I really don't like anything Fox does, as, as I hate to say it. <laughs> we do like their shows. <laughs> Just not their NASCAR broadcast. I mean, it, it's gotten worse over the years. Back when it was Mike Joy, Daryl Waltrip, and Larry McReynolds, it was good. And moving when they when Larry McReynolds came out, they kind of pulled him out too early. Started going downhill from there. But that's all well, I got. You can close this out this week, not me. Well, do you want to cu- talk cup standings? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, oh. talk about cup standings. So, uh, take a guess as to who's number one. Uh, he he drives a Ford. Kevin Hart. We don't we don't like him. Oh, that's Joey Logano. Yeah, Joey Logano. Guess who's number two? He drives a Toyota, and we also don't like him. Kyle Busch. <laughs> yep. Damn. <laughs> uh, Chase Elliott's in third. Kyle <laughs> Larson four. Chase Briscoe five. Eric Almarola six. Ryan. Blake, All seven. that matters right now is that Larson and Bowman are in the chase. Yes, yes. So now they're going obviously they're going to take it serious, but when you when you win that early in the year, you can fuck around can a little bit and try relax, you can try yeah. some stuff. Not really relax, just try stuff you wouldn't normally try. Because who gives a damn you're already in? Now, I mean, yes. obviously you want to get some stage points and work your way up where you can get past the first couple of rounds with, you know, not being too stressed. But we're team Chevy here. We then we're like team Chevy. Ford because Ford's American. And then we're I mean I don't have an opinion on Toyota. They don't even make a V8 car, so. <laughs> what are they doing in NASCAR? <laughs> they got to have somebody out there because. <laughs> All right, guys, be sure and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It is at Grandstand Boys with a Z. Instagram you, state flexing. <laughs> if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like, comment, turn on your notification bells. And share us. We are common people just trying to talk NASCAR and have fun. Shoot and, the shit. Oh, we have to beer, rate beers. What do you call it? How many beers was the race? How many I don't beers know what it's was called. I came up with the name yet. How many, like, how many okay. beers? 24 beers being the best race. Um, uh, I needed 24 beers to watch the race. <laughs> no, I'll give it like a... Uh, um, a four pack, just a they don't, little. They don't make a four pack. Well, they do with my seltzers. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I would give it two and a half natural lights. That's my score. Two and a half natural lights. It's the worst race we've had all year out of the four. Yes, like by okay. far, by far. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to follow us and listen where you can. And over and out.